Hi, welcome to Bookie. To unlock more world-class bestseller, please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. You will get 7 days free trail with more features. Today we'll unlock the book Crossing the Chasm, Marketing and Selling Disruptive Products to Mainstream Customers. We are in an era of rapid technological development. Nowadays, terms like big data, artificial intelligence, virtual reality, and augmented reality are not so foreign to us, representing the many new products and technologies that have popped up. We've witnessed some high-tech products that have gone from the lab to the market and achieved great success, such as the early pioneer Windows operating system, to iPhone, to the relatively new Kindle. But we've also seen some technologies, which though highly praised in the industry failed to win over the masses. Virtual reality technology is one such example. It received a very enthusiastic response when it first entered the market, but several years have since passed, and this technology has yet to become mainstream. Although in the beginning some high-tech companies receive a positive market response and multiple rounds of venture capital, they fail to sell more during the critical period of a product marketing campaign. Even though they try all sorts of promotion strategies, they couldn't achieve their sales goals. In the end, the sales team gradually falls apart, the quality of customer service deteriorate, and investors begin to withdraw their money after seeing this downward trend. An initially vigorous business plan is ultimately reduced to nothing. We can't help but wonder, why can some high-tech companies make products that everyone wants, like Apple's iPhone, and gain high profits while others end dismally? What are the underlying reasons for that? This book gives us the answer. The author argues that the reason for the failure of many high-tech products lies in the giant chasm that exists between the early market and the mainstream market. Consumers in these two markets are fundamentally different, so the products and sales strategies targeted at the former absolutely can't work on the latter. That's why many companies fail to sell their products as mentioned earlier. The author reminds us that high-tech enterprises must be aware of this chasm and take actions to cross it. Using established theories as the basis, Jeffrey Moore proposed a model that describes the acceptance of new products by different customer groups. It is called the technology adoption life cycle. Some people even dub it the other Moore's law to emphasize its influence. First, let's make a side note about the first famous Moore's law. It was introduced by Gordon Moore, one of the co-founders of Intel. It states that the number of transistors in a dense integrated circuit doubles about every two years, consequently doubling the chip performance as well. In other words, every 18 to 24 months, with the same amount of money the computer performance that we get will more than double. Jeffrey Moore is renowned in Silicon Valley. His theory is widely adopted by high-tech companies and has been proven accurate. He is listed among Thinker's 50s Index of Thinkers for this contribution. Coming up next, we'll unlock this well-known work by Jeffrey Moore in three sections. Hopefully, they will help your future investments or entrepreneurial endeavors. Part 1, The Technology Adoption Life Cycle of Consumers. Part 2, The Crack in the Chasm Between Different Markets. Part 3, Crossing the Chasm, Winning the Market. Let's start with the first part of this book, namely the technology adoption life cycle of consumers. 
Everett Rogers, a distinguished theorist and professor of communication, first came up with the diffusion of innovations theory, a theory that seeks to explain how, why, and at what rate new ideas and technology spread. Based on Rogers' theory, Moore established his theory of the technology adoption life cycle. Based on the sequence of acceptance of high-tech products, he puts consumers of a high-tech product into different categories. Moore puts forward three categories of consumers of high-tech products. In the first category, there are the early adopters, technology enthusiasts who give the fastest and clearest response toward new products, and their opposite, the laggards, who are very reluctant to accept any new technology. In the second category, there are the early majority, those who are happy to accept new products but seek practicality at the same time. The third category is the late majority, those who start to use new products or technologies only to follow the trend when they see most people are using it. These people pursue stability and efficiency. Here you might want to ask, why categorize consumers like this? Wouldn't it be simpler to categorize them according to their age, sex, or income? That might seem to make some sense, but Moore's categorization comes from his insights in the tech industry. Let us explain. We can divide all commodities into two categories. First, there are commodities that don't require a change in user habits. Think of Crest's new whitening toothpaste, Sony's new high-definition television or Apple's new iPhone. Although these products are new to the market, users do not need to adjust any of their habits to adapt to them, because they use toothpaste, TVs and mobile phones anyway. Improvements in these products serve to increase their value for practical use without requiring users to make corresponding changes in their habits. And then, there are some commodities that require the customers to change their habits. Take the Tesla electric car for example. You can't fill it up at a gas station as you do with a traditional car, so you have to change your usage habit. Products of high-tech companies often fall in this category. If customers have to change their habits to use a new high-tech product, it means there will be obstacles for them to accept it. Some customers may be happy to accept new technologies and change their habits, but some may not. Because of that, Moore states that high-tech companies need to set up corresponding marketing strategies based on the penetration of new technology products among users. We just briefly introduced Moore's classification of consumers. Now let's take some time to examine the psychology and behaviors of each one of them. First, let's look at the early adopters. They are enthusiastic about new technologies. They often don't care too much about the practicality of a product, rather, they care whether it's entertaining enough. These early adopters are the trendsetters in the technological progress. They enjoy the satisfaction of using a high-tech product more than others, and they are willing to spend hours learning how to use the latest gadgets. Also, they are more tolerant of the product's flaws. Compared with other kinds of consumers that we will soon discuss, early adopters don't care much about how other consumers see the new product. They believe in their own instincts and preferences. In stark contrast are those who are unwilling to change their habits. They are resistant to new technologies. For example, though most people are using smartphones now, there are people who still use outdated basic cell phones. Similarly, there are people who prefer communicating through emails even though most people now use Facebook or Instagram. 
In the life cycle of a product, early adopters are the first users, while laggards are the last. Neither of the two groups account for a high percentage of total consumers, that is about 16% each. However, for the development of a product, early adopters undoubtedly play a crucial role. The most immediate benefit is that they allow the company to get the first pot of gold. Furthermore, they can provide a lot of feedback about the product to help improve it. Their insights may also help the company discover potential application scenarios of the product. Next, let's look at the second category of product users, which covers one-third of total consumers. With regards to the order of product adoption, they are next in line to possibly accept a product after the early adopters. They are the so-called early majority. Similar to the early adopters, the early majority hold a positive attitude toward innovation. But compared with early adopters, they value the practicality of products more. That's why they take a lot into consideration when they choose which product to buy, including the reliability of the company, product quality, customer service, and ease of use. Besides, what they care most are other users' reviews about the product. If they can tell from the reviews that the product isn't mature yet, they'll decide to wait instead of buying immediately, because they know that many fancy new products will soon be out of fashion. In other words, they don't buy for fun nor to lead a trend. They buy with the hope that the new product can bring some steady predictable improvements to their work or lives. Even if the improvements are not so obvious, the product should at least bring some practical value. Let's take the example of the electric car. For early adopters, they think the electric car is simply cool, so they buy it immediately after it comes on the market. But for the early majority, they not only see the benefits of electric cars, such as its lower cost and reduced noise, but also care about other issues such as its performance, durability, whether it's convenient enough to charge it, and what previous consumers say about it. Following such a thorough consideration, if the early majority are satisfied with the answers to the questions they have, they will buy the car. For a company, winning the early majority early on can greatly help it gain considerable profits and reduce costs. So, it will be extremely beneficial to the company's growth. At last, let's take a look at the third consumer category, the late majority. In the technology adoption life cycle model, they are the next group to accept a new product after the early majority. The late majority's attitude toward new technologies is different from that of the early majority. The early majority, though not so enthusiastic about new technologies, welcome them anyway. But the late majority tend to more or less fear new technologies. Often, they use new technologies so as not to appear too old-fashioned. So, the late majority are even more conservative than the early majority when deciding whether or not to buy a new product. They consider buying when the products markets and technologies are completely mature. Besides, they value customer service more, so they prefer buying from well-known companies. If a company can win the late majority, it will have continuous and steady gains, and can further reduce costs. Additionally, compared with the early majority, the late majority have less patience when learning how to use a new product. The early majority are willing to spend some time learning how to use a new product if necessary, but the late majority are unlikely to do this. Taking the electric car again as an example, the late majority will buy them only after the electric car market is mature, 
such as when the cars are user-friendly enough for traditional car drivers to adapt to and when there are some well-recognized brands. By then, most cars on the road may be electric already. Alright, that concludes the first part of this bookie. In this part, we got to know Moore's categorization of consumers based on their sequence of adoption of new technologies. There are three major categories. First, the early adopters and their opposite, the laggards. Second, the early majority. And third, the late majority. Today we are just sharing limited bookie. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller, please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. You will get 7 days free trail with more features.